dessert. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me try again. That was a quick pivot. Sorry. You know, sometimes the green room is just, it's so powerful that I think, why are we even doing this? You know, to put the, there's, there's so much that goes on in the green room. We should just end at that. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 102 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We're your hosts, Allison and Tess. Thank you for a lovely green room inspiration. Of course. This morning. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, it's nine-ish uh, uh, mountain time, and I think I'm learning that mornings are often my most productive and best and I actually ran before this okay. trying to kind of space out my mornings a little bit better ran before this and all my best thoughts come mm. when I'm running so I have a few today okay but the one that I thought we would focus on is how grateful I am to have received feedback um, I think we talked about this on a previous episode it's been a bit but I recently um, had the opportunity through Wild to, to do a 360 feedback, and I chose about 14, 15 people to um, be ch uh, selected to give me meaningful feedback. And that experience was, as I like to say, nothing short of magical. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Test happened to be, of course, one of the people that I chose um, to be part of the, the survey. And so I thought it'd be fun for us today to talk a little bit about what that was like to receive that feedback. Sure. I will say brave is a really important word and what it was like for Tess to provide it. And I think brave is a really important word. Mm -hmm. I was curious when this initial survey went out, if the people that I chose would be honest. Hmm. I chose well. I chose well, and I found some really strong, consistent messages. Mm -hmm. In the space of um, receiving that feedback, which was in lovely, sunny um, space with my strengths coach and someone who is truly a guide to me, I was able to hear the feedback versus reading it. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, I want to note that it's a new adventure for me to ask for what I need. And in that space, we were provided feedback, beautiful little word cloud. We'll talk a little bit about the process here in a second, but a word cloud of me at my best mm -hmm. and a word cloud of, of me at my worst. Mm -hmm. And I knew, watch out, of my communication and woo is that I would go right to, to what was wrong. So I asked for what I needed, and I, instead of reading it, I asked Kristen to read it aloud to me. And we went as far as to sit back to back. So I couldn't see her face, and I could just hear her voice. Yeah. Kristen was um, my strengths coach for the course of about a year and a half as I was getting my CSBE. We were never in person. We were never on Zoom. We were always just audio. And so her voice is very important to me, and I'm very honoring of the senses. So I knew that receiving it from her voice would help it to land in a place that I could hear it. And it was a powerful experience for both of us. We both cried throughout. And as my daughter predicted, the good stuff was the hardest. Hmm. The me at my worst was not a surprise at all. It's probably words and phrases that I've used for a bit. Sure. But it was really important for me to sit in and understand how my energy affects others. I also think one of the things we want to chat about today is who are those people that we give voice to mm -hmm. or allow their voices to be heard in our, in our world? Um, what, what voice are we giving the most credibility? And in some respects, I have not always chosen well there. Mm -hmm. And that was clear in the feedback. So I'll start there. <laughs> we never do this in a linear fashion, but 
I'm so grateful that I did that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what it would feel like to hear the ways that I show up in the world. If it would, I knew it would be hard, but I don't know that I understood how important it was for me, my growth, my sure. personal growth. Mm. That's awesome. When you think about, so what led you or, or what process did you undertake in order to select the people that you solicited feedback from? How did you make that decision? You have a lot of people in your life, right? I have a lot so of people So narrowing it down to 14, 15 people, mm-hmm. I can imagine was probably pretty tough. It was. It was also important for me. I didn't want... I didn't want anybody to blow smoke up my, (laughs) I wanted, I wanted, um, I wanted honesty. Prior to that, I kind of started to get in the space of asking for feedback. And so I asked for feedback in a recent moment in Rapid City. I asked our friend JC, you know, you've experienced Mm -hmm. me now for a couple of days here and teaching and training and using my voice in a variety of settings Mm -hmm. I would love feedback yeah and I've also started to ask for that in different ways and so when it came down to choosing I I wanted it to be honest and real Mm. so of course I I chose people that I trust but also people that have known me for quite some time Mm. and then I threw in a couple who haven't known me mm-hmm. for a long time. I think what I hoped and what I believed to be true is that and we were really prepped for this prior to receiving this information. This comes from a place of love. This mm-hmm. comes from a place of care and concern. This comes from a place of wanting to see me grow and be better. Yeah. And knowing that I think for the most part I chose, I chose pretty well. I also have two children who provide me feedback on the regular, <laughs> Consistently, who never honestly. had a problem <laughs> with honest feedback, but I also really appreciate that their dad participated too. Mm. He likes to remind me that he has known Allison Horn since she was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think it was honoring for him to be asked. That's awesome. Um, choosing wisely I think I also chose a variety so professional, personal, family friends but I looked back at the questions and thought what if I would have just asked this of one particular circle Mm -hmm. in my life and some people chose to do it that way Um, like if I would have just chosen our team Or if I would have just chosen, you know, my friend group or my family. I give regular (laughs) feedback from my sisters, but I did not include them. I'm sure they don't listen. I did not include them in the, in the feedback. I I was thoughtful about the, the broad Mm -hmm. scope of choosing that many. I think I probably could have chosen 50 if I wanted to, but I wanted, I Um. wanted to get, I wanted it to be meaningful. The consistent messaging is incredible. Yeah, across all those groups too. That's what was kind of a little bit of a surprise for me that you had such consistent themes despite people coming from so many different roles or associations in your life. I had a hard time. I don't even remember what I picked, but there was like a colleague and then there was like a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I picked friend because they're no longer like professional colleagues. And so I even think about people who you connect with people really easily that there might be people who have a hard time deciding what role they fit in mm-hmm. because they fit in multiple roles as well. But the variety that you had of people from friends and family and colleagues and, you know, all these different, you have such a variance of perspectives. So to, to have lines of continuity like you had in your feedback is probably even more telling than one individual, you know, hearing feedback from one group or one individual. That's the same thing, you know. So we set it up um, really aesthetically pleasing in a word cloud. So there's a word cloud and then there's also, you know, these individual kind of quotes 
that they are with our ops person. Um, they're not edited, but pulled together. She's a gifted writer. She pulls them together so that they flow. So you have the, you know, where have you seen Allison at her best? And those words and phrases flow. And then the word cloud was quite consistent. Where you see Allison at her, at her worst, the word cloud was quite consistent. And then, you know, how that's affected you. And I think the piece of how that, when Allison is at her worst, how that affects other people is a great reminder to me about energy contagion. Mm-hmm. But the consistent messaging for me is that I am in a place of growth and independence that has not been seen before. Yeah. The At my worst is that I have a tendency to allow voices that I have a tendency to get stuck around the opinions of those who maybe don't have my best interest Mm -hmm. or Radical honesty has been my whole approach recently. Mm -hmm. I have given a lot of credit to the opinion of people who really don't love and care about me. Mm -hmm. And I have lost sight of those who do. That messaging was consistent. Mm -hmm. I am missed by those who are close to me because I've given a lot of time and attention to voices that don't have my best interest at heart. Mm. And I think, you know, we all have a tendency of being blind to that. Yeah. But my, when you have feedback that is a consistent message from basically 14 people, 15 people about my giving of myself, my time, my energy, my love, my effort, where it is not wanted or received or valued. That, that was a bit hard to hear. Yeah. Not that I didn't know it, mm-hmm. but definitely uh, a challenge to hear. It made me think of, of our friend Jerlene. We, we, we're just Jerlene quoting away today. Uh, totally. We had some Jerlene quotes in the green room. Who is worthy of you? So yesterday was a great example. I, seven, the last seven, last year, again, I've had a really great year. And I texted my Katie, who's my hype girl. And I said, I'm just going to own that the last seven days, like, these are some of the things I could, it's out of my dreams wild that I've done these things. And, um, within hours I was, um, really broken and crying. I I don't like to do that, but really emotional and sad and hurt and disappointed Mm -hmm. because someone else flippantly Uh, hurt my feelings and I put their voice way up high as if it really matters and I've really started to investigate you know why like why I would desire a deep connection from someone who makes me feel so very alone and so I think the reminder of like whose voices we give merit to that that's a key that's a key part of this absolutely absolutely there's a difference in you know in my mind with there you know there are people in your life whose feedback they might you know they might say is helpful or it's constructive or it's you know whatever label they want to put at it to try and soften the blow but um i feel like there's a major difference between that kind of 
blatant or dressed up criticism and people who you actually have rapport and respect with and their you know honest feedback on where you're at and that takes time and it takes rapport building it takes trust most importantly right um and and i wonder too i was thinking ali about not to like i feel like we talk down about woo a lot and i don't want to do that right but part of the but i'm going to a little bit so i want to put a caveat like it's not you know everybody with woo doesn't need to have this right but look part of the social superpower of woo is like understanding other people's opinions and so you have this ability to take in and pick up on their opinions really easily which so for a lot of that there's a lot of desire for like a breath of opinion like wanting to get the opinions of a lot of people you you can even see that right and like wanting to get the opinions of people in all of these different spheres of your life but the downside of that is there's not this without other strengths, which I feel like you have that strategic, I feel like you have other strengths that help you. You're not filtering through those to add value or to add like to add weights, like thinking statistically, like to add weights to the the opinions that are more important than others, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of like the woo is about being able to connect with more and more people. So there might be this tendency to lean towards gathering more and more feedback and not necessarily taking the moment to like critically examine is this additional person's feedback that I got great I love that they gave me their feedback how does that compare with this person who's known me since I was 17 right like and am I putting those opinions at an equal footing in my life right which you know so I'm like I'm coming at it from like a relator's perspective and Mm -hmm. as we've talked about with Enneagram like the eight challenger and I'm just like f you if you don't know me like your opinion does not matter because you don't know who I really am versus those people that are in my tight circle I value and take very personally feedback that they've given. And and I had this recently, one of my close friends here in DC gave me feedback about how I'm prioritizing my time and responsibilities. And like asked me some really meaningful questions about like if you were still in Omaha, if this is what your life looked like, like would you be allocating your time in the same way? And that hit me very meaningfully and very deeply and now I have been very mindful of adjusting my schedule and adjusting my priorities in response to that feedback Mm -hmm. if someone that is on the periphery of my life that is on the edge gave me that feedback I'd be like whatever (laughs) yeah exactly I'd be like that's great that you have that opinion but you don't know me you don't know how I spend my time every day you don't know like my priorities might be my priorities that my priorities are my priorities right like you can place value or judgment on my priorities but if you don't know me and you're not a part of my inner circle like I'm not carrying your weight at the same level and I have that like really high relator that I default to like it's not in my top 10 but I feel like when it's it's meshes so well it's it's 11 for me it meshes so well with my relationship building themes in my top 10 that I feel like it really it comes out really strong Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to things like this right of evaluating you know I I want the people in my life to be super honest with me but by people in my life I mean the people in my circle of trust not Joe Schmo or like an undergrad in my stats class or someone I randomly connected with on, on LinkedIn or you know, somebody from high school that I haven't talked to in 15 years, like, you know, it's one of those things that like, for me, the people whose feedback matters, like there's a very, like they're even in the same ballpark of the people that are in my circle versus the people that are not in my circle. And I feel like that's a major difference in how one approaches feedback based on their strengths. You know, there's not good or bad, but when it comes to something like this, where you're receiving really in-depth feedback, taking the step back to say, how am I waiting? How am I differentially approaching? And I know this process is like a blind process, right? So you don't know who's giving you what feedback, but even knowing who's in your pool of people who've given you feedback, but then also feedback outside of 360 to say, Mm -hmm. okay, this person is telling me this. This person said this thing that was upsetting, that upset my entire mood, this elevated place that I was in, right? Like, how much am I going to let that actually affect me? And how much can I say I'm going to let it roll off of me because that person does not have a valuable place in my life or they've shown that they don't deserve a valuable place in my life because of their actions towards me? So, and I know we've talked about this before, but I look back at the most 
successful relationships. I don't care if that's in the workspace, in a friendship, in a romantic relationship, in a family. It comes down to mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we talked a little bit about attachment styles and, you know, all those things here, but I... I'm a big fan of the TikTokery because you, know, you can about imagine what my For You page shows up with. But I heard recently, and there's been a couple of these where they talk about a short-term relationship or a relationship that didn't seem as meaningful to have mm-hmm. wrecked them more than any mm-hmm. other, you know, like... and. Geez, we're in this space. It's not like people don't know. Like the end of my marriage and then the end of a relationship that was frankly toxic. Both of them being toxic. But the... <laughs> like your marriage, you're not going to label them toxic. Sorry. Well, but I mean, um, I was wrecked by the end of a three-month mm-hmm. relationship. Wrecked. Yeah. And I think what it reminds me of and points to is what's unhealed from something else that, you know, kind of gets lumped into the feelings yeah. of of that moment. But also, I think part of that, I just want to add, isn't necessarily an apples to apples because part of a short term, like a three months, is all of the potential and the hopes and the dreams that you had that were unrealized because it was ended earlier mm-hmm. than you thought. You know, not that you have unrealized hopes and dreams in a marriage, right? But like in that point you've exhausted all options, you know, compare okay. and you've probably let go of dreams earlier before the relationship itself ended compared to a three you know, you don't have time to actualize any dreams you had for your three month relationship. Well and it it did a lot to self trust. Yeah. So to have trust wrecked mm-hmm. and then think, okay, to walk into something and be very upfront with, look, mm-hmm. like, trust is going to be a thing. This is really important. And then just have that pummeled and shattered. And it, I think one of the things I'm learning about my connectedness, you'd just be surprised at this. There's like truth in it. There's, there's these pieces of truth in it that I need people to, to understand about me. If you are, if you are going to create some kind of magic or magical vision, and then you just act like, well, you know, whatever, didn't work. That will really affect my ability to not just trust you, but trust myself. Yeah. So I, and again, you know, in the feedback, this is not limited to just, you know, one or two situations. Yeah. But the piece that I think will resonate with me forever was my gratitude for the honesty of those who, who I, who chose to participate. I, I, it was modeled to me right away. Uh, Hannah, who's part of our group said, you know, I'm, I'm sending a thank you to, to everyone immediately. And I thought, oh, you know, I, I, I was like, should I, should I not? I didn't want to make it feel uncomfortable because you knew you had said like really truthful yeah. things about me. But, oh my gosh, resounding sort of that feedback of I was honored to do it. What an amazing process. I'm so glad you did this. Uh, Des Moines said to me after he completed it, he said, that was probably some of the most honest and meaningful feedback I've ever been able to give. Mm. And I don't know if it was the way the questions were framed or if it's just that our dialogue is so back and forth all the time where we're giving each other feedback quickly that to have it more in a format was different. Um, But to sit with it, they also, Kristen told us, she's like, it's, there'll be weeks. This isn't a one yeah. day sort of reflection. Mm-hmm. There'll be weeks. Absolutely. And it keeps popping up. The things just keep popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved the advice I was given. 
Mm. It was, and, and again, I mean, just put together aesthetically beautiful. But um, I did want to read the questions that yeah. we give um, and, and want our listeners to ponder who could they, could they choose any of these questions in a meaningful way and ask? Um, 12 questions. In what ways, if any, have you seen Allison grow or improve over the past six months? That was what put Kristen and I, Kristen read it. Mm -hmm. She cried. I bawled my eyes out. Uh, in three words, describe Allison her best. In the last three months, what percentage of time do you feel Allison has demonstrated these three qualities? What is Allison's impact on you when she's at her best? In three words, describe Allison at her worst. In the last three months, what percentage of time do you feel like Allison has demonstrated these three qualities? Mm -hmm. What's Allison's impact on you when she is at her worst? And those were consistent. Mm -hmm. What are one or two things that Allison can start doing to be more effective and joyous? I love that. And joyous in her mm -hmm. personal and professional life. Be specific. One or two things Allison can stop doing. One or two things Allison could continue doing. What can Allison do to partner with and support you more effectively? And what single piece of advice would you give to Allison? And, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain just how gorgeous, you know, these pages are put together. Mm. It, it makes it easier, I think, to receive. Um, but the advice mm -hmm. is set up with these icons mm. that kind of match. Um, This is really good. Take things slower. The future you want for yourself will come one day. Take a second to respond. Listen effectively. The world needs more of you. Tell your story. Love and respect yourself first and foremost. Trust. Keep living your best life. I mean, it's impossible to sit with that and just not. Yeah. I'm just grateful, grateful that I did it, and it and it's given me some really important perspective. Mm -hmm. And grateful that you participated, but a reminder to me that I miss all of you. I've been distant from a lot of people who matter to me. Mm. And I think that's, some of it's out of, shame, mm. um, or fear of being honest or owning some of the mistakes I made. Sometimes I think when I get into that mindset, I could just, it's like I want to further punish myself instead mm -hmm. of just being honest and saying, I, I haven't always chosen well. Yeah. Mm. But it's up to me to do better with that. And then to see that feedback and I know it came from a place of love. Yeah. That gives yeah. a lot of um, intentionality to action for somebody who doesn't have high executing. <laughs> it gives yeah. depth and meaning to mm -hmm. to action. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like you'd, you'd asked me like how, how it was giving feedback. And I said, I don't know if that'd be really, really helpful to share. <laughs> like, but I, you know, can walk through it because I, I feel like I, um, or, or, you know, I was, I was trying to think back to like when I first met you, like how long we've known each other. And it's been a while and we've seen each other through many a different seasons. Um, oh, goodness, through yes. many a different hairstyles and office spaces and roles and in different states and all of these things. And so I feel like the questions I I'm it's good to hear like that perspective of somebody else that gave you feedback because I think my perspective was like these are good questions 
all of which I've already shared with you my answers to them in natural conversation because you and I are in a, you know, complimentary partners. We have trust and rapport built, you know, so I know that I can give you feedback. You can give me feedback. Like it it just naturally happens with us. I feel like because we're always reflecting on ourselves and our positionality and how we're navigating life in any given moment so I feel like our relationship is naturally really conducive to give and receive feedback although we might not like say it like that right like we're reflecting on each other's places in life right you know in any given moment and so I feel like yeah in in some ways I was like I don't think any of this like none of this is anything that she doesn't know nor have we already talked about but to think about my feedback that I gave being another component of this chorus of voices from all these different contexts in your life giving the same feedback is this just helpful probably emphasis and like cementing cementation is what came to mind I don't think like I don't think that's a word like the the process of just like making that kind of feedback more concrete and land more strongly in your life because it's coming from the multitude of people that you trust and you've asked specifically to reflect on this in your life rather than, you know, sometimes we, we can be receiving feedback from the people closest in our life, right? Mm-hmm. But we might not always, we might, we might hear it, excuse me, but we might not receive it, receive it, right? Like we might, we might listen to the feedback they have, but it's different to then actually take that to believe it and to do something about it. And so, yeah, I think the fact that I knew I needed someone else's voice Mm -hmm. to receive it was remarkably intuitive. And I I struggle so much to, you know, interrupt, like, here's the plan and someone's doing it differently. I'm like, can I, can I ask permission to do this a little bit differently? That's so hard for me. And asking for what I need is a, is a struggle. When I could hear it through Kristen's voice, it was like taking it in here, like taking it in my ears but into my soul that I knew reading mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. And Sean, you know, he's, he's looking at this lady who goes, who said that? You know, who said that? Who said that? And not once as I'm receiving it was I thinking, oh, that must have came from this person or this person. It just put me in such a place of receiving. It was like, like, have you ever had like a voice? Like you hear a a voice that tells you, the direction or don't go this way or t- intuitive voice everything about that feedback felt so genuine and my reception to it it just felt like divine mm. like it wasn't oh my I think maybe Tess said this except for the big word that we thought you used and you know now I'm really don't know who used that big word like I did not <laughs> It's a great word. I'm going to employ it from now on, but I did not use it for your feedback. Nobody (laughs) in our team knew what it meant, so I was like, that must have come from Tess. Um, I also think I envisioned people responding. So I was thinking about, did this give Tess enough time? I mean, I pushed back on a lot of this because they they weren't getting the survey out, and I said, Mm -hmm. hey, my people need time. Um, I... I will say I turned it in, I think the morning after it was due, I needed the reminder. And I like, I looked at the questions, like they're probably a blank survey. I don't know how it works. Cause I like opened it and I'm like, I needed time to, to yes. process the questions and to say, what would be like, I can give you a lot of feedback, Allie, but what would be the most meaningful feedback for where you're right. at right now? Right. And so, yeah, no, I'm glad that you, you did that. Cause I, I think I did submit it late. <laughs> You know, a lot of my a lot of my people did because mm-hmm. I mean I've got people with high intellection, mm-hmm. and also that that's hard to come up with just just three words, yeah, 
and then which words do you want to use? But my goodness, y'all, geez, Louise, could you be more consistent? I mean, consistent. And then it reminded me that I have the opportunity when someone asks to give meaningful feedback yeah. and to trust when that's asked of me, how valuable that is. Yeah. Um, one of my friends uh, recently said to me, he said, you, you start a lot of conversations with, can I ask you a hard question? And he said, I want you to know that that really, it puts me on defense before I even, mm -hmm. before the conversation even begins. He said, I appreciate that you're giving me the heads up that you're going to ask me a hard question. He goes, but I already get on the defense because you ask hard questions. Yeah. He's like, it's, you don't, <laughs> at this point he said, you don't have to preface it. Mm -hmm. Like I know all the questions that you have are going to be hard. And he said, I so value that about you. There's just no BS in it. You're going to ask me a hard question and you make me think. And he goes, and sometimes it'll be weeks later that I'll think, ah, and that hard question helps me to grow. But he's a person who wants to grow. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is not, not everyone does. I, I did this because I want to grow. Yeah. And I would really encourage others to think about it. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I took a meditation, uh, went to a meditation retreat. We were a couple hours into the session, and they paired us up this close to each other. Um, not recommended now, but this, I mean, close, really, super close. And you were to say, the first thing I noticed about you was with total strangers. And the way that they named me, like how I show up, is just the way we give our energy out yeah. to other people is incredible. But I want to go back to like who you trust, who, who's your, who's the person that you know is a voice that matters. I want our listeners to get thoughtful about that mm -hmm. because some of it's noise. If it's coming from someone who doesn't have your best interest at heart and someone mm -hmm. who takes advantage of you or someone who doesn't care how they affect you. Yeah. That's noise. Mm -hmm. And a meaningful voice is the kind of person that you can text and say, I rocked this today and know that they're going to be as excited about it mm -hmm. as you are. Yeah, for sure. That's good. I think about, I mean, we've done, or we've talked about the activity of your board of directors, and I think that's probably a helpful one in this context that we could link a PDF to or something in the show notes. I think it's a yes. really helpful activity. The The one I was also thinking of is I was trying to remember, and you, you probably can name or know exactly. I don't know if it's a an activity. I'm trying to remember, like, what the name of it's called. I did it at a retreat. I don't think it's Gallup. I don't think we did it at teammates, but it was like, you're, you're like a universe of connections, like almost connection mapping. And it's like in the center is you. And then you have like these, these nested circles of like the small circle around you. Right. And then you have a slightly larger circle then an even larger circle. And then you have like your whole universe of connections and then the connections that your connections have. Right. And it's in some do ways that. we did that at teammates. Do you remember who it was with? It was an outside group that came in. It was okay. Was we'll it think on that? Was it inclusive communities? It might've been, it might've been. Okay. Um, I was trying to think, I know we did a few other activities that come to mind with them, but you know, I'm visualizing, and I think people at home could even do this, like just ad hoc draw this, right? Like on their own, um, you know, and, and take an account of all their relationships and really help to define the level of proximity. And you can define those circles in my mind, however you want to, as someone that has high relator, those circles, the lines denote levels of trust. Um, and I think it's probably true for a lot of people, but you know, if it's, you know, rapport, which is a similar concept, if it's just relational closeness, if it's level of love, if it's, you know, level of, um, 
um, you know, how much their opinion matters to you now and you want to evaluate to make adjustments and categorize people into different buckets. Um, if it's the level, you know, Ali, you've said quite a few times, like, do they have my best interest in mind? And that's how you want to create your definitions of what those circles mean. Um, I think it's helpful to take an accounting because, you know, when you see it's almost a way to look at and, and identify the people whose voices are louder than they probably ought to be in your life. Because if you have mom in inner circle, and then you have a person you met a few weeks ago, and you're like, gosh, I feel like I'm taking into account their opinion as much as I am my mother's, you know, like, or whoever you have in your inner circle, right. your partner, or whoever, your best friend, right. um, your closest coworker, like that's really helpful in evaluating and maybe saying, where do I need to reevaluate what like level <laughs> they're at, right? A level of, of love or trust or however you define those levels. Um, so I think it's easy to like for us to talk really like abstractly about this, but I think the best way to really understand where people's opinions are maybe misplaced or you're giving more merit than you ought to to certain people is to really look at them in relative in relativity to other people in your life that have been around a lot that you know are in your circle of trust and you're saying okay if this person if Allie in my circle of trust gives me this opinion and I'm equally weighting the opinion of this person I met a few weeks ago you know or this person I know superficially or only through mutual connections right like then that's a place where maybe I I need to evaluate either by maybe thinking less or letting the opinion of the latter person roll off my back or by elevating and truly believing the feedback Allie gives me right like there's two ways to adjust people's levels right it's not simply to maybe reduce this makes sense now I'm talking even more abstractly not simply like to reduce like the person that you just met a little while ago but it's also to elevate the voices and actually believe and receive the feedback of the voices that you should be believing and I think that's probably something a lot of people also deal with like the feedback we receive it if it doesn't match our internal dialogue right our inner voice dialogue about ourselves sometimes we let it especially with that good feedback we just let it roll off our back right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you know, knowing who is in your circle trusted of friends and saying the feedback that they give me, I'm going to actually like truly believe that it's helping to match how you show up in the world with your inner critic of how you're not showing up good enough or well enough or in the places that you need to, or you're showing up in too much of a way, right? Like our inner reflection of self. And we talked about this analogy before is like looking at a clouded mirror or a foggy mirror or a dirty mirror, right? And part of the the magic, to use your word, that is receiving feedback from people that are in your circle of trust and in that highest level, right, is to be able to clear off the mirror a little bit more mm-hmm. because they see how you show up in the world. You're judging yourself based on your inner thoughts and intentions and how you ought to show up. They're giving you feedback based on how you're actually showing up in the world right yes and between those two is where we find a true sense of self right we tend to be way too harsh on ourselves internally and so by matching that and trying to find middle ground between the perspective of our trusted people and our inner self right is where we find probably closest to our truest form of self I, you know, we talk about this all the time when we coach. We tell people to think about who's on your board of directors and should they t- be given an emeritus position? Should they be on the board at all? And mm. I have given presidential powers to some people who were not mm. deserving of that and who took that role from their own point of ego over the care and concern of the best for me. But when you take, I think that's part of the reason that visual works so well for people. Yeah. Um, in Wild, we use the 12, uh, the support circle. Mm-hmm. You know, who is your anchor, who is, you know, the muse, who is humor, who, who is heart. Um, and I think about that a lot because that, that sense of knowing, you know, who's on your personal connection circle, but then realizing where you land too. And are you generous, generously gifting the best of you, your energy, to those people that have you in a spot 
on their board. I think consistently what I heard in my feedback is that I am a I'm a member of of some boards that have noticed my absence at meetings. You are a disengaged board and member. Are, <laughs> I was yes, and they're questioning why were you engaged over here mm. when you know clearly you contribute yeah. on this board wow. and are respected and valued on this board. Mm. And I love that when I introduce that to clients, you know, I you're the CEO of you, who's on your board of directors that there's sometimes that people are just like, Oh, well, I never really thought about of that. Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's such a reminder of choice. Mm-hmm. And we're in this Taurus full moon. We just had a lunar eclipse. There's energy upon energy of releasing what does not serve you. And I know we use that phrase culturally a lot, release what no longer serves you. First, you've really got to get real and identify it because we can create all kinds of BS narratives about why something might serve us if, especially if there's an unhealthy attachment to that. For sure. And I'm preaching to my own choir there. And I think that goes to show too that that people that were on your board of directors three years ago, five years ago, might have reached their term limit. That just because they're on their your board of directors in one season doesn't mean they need to nor they deserve to be on your board of directors indefinitely in an emeritus status, right? Like, you know, that yes, there might be people that are on your board of directors for your life or for their lifetime, you know, but there might be people that are only in temporary appointed positions to the board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm learning that a lot of people do the release well. Mm -hmm. I don't. And the releasing of others or being mm-hmm. released from your duties? B- okay. Both. Both. Um, <laughs> but you, you have to get really honest with yourself about that. I, I mentioned that we did our natal charts as well. Mm-hmm. I am just Aquarius, Aquarius, Aquarius in like three different houses. And... That's going to have to be a whole other spin-off I know, because I know. all of because, that terminology I, I do not know about, oh, nor I'm sure do a lot of our listeners. So, like, you dropping these technical terms, Allie, without defining well, I'm an them. Air sign. Just want to note. I'm yeah, an air cool. sign. But you know, everything kept coming back to evaluating relationships mm-hmm. and having to get really clear about complicated ones. Mm-hmm. And can't believe I'm going to quote my mother, but okay. When I shared with her, when my life fell apart and I called my mom, it was the last person that I called in my circle. The last. Mm-hmm. I did not want to have this dialogue. She said, oh, Allison, you always think everything is fixable. And I'm learning that sometimes the fixable is in the letting go. Mm. And I just remember kind of being, well, not kind of, I was pissed that she said that. I'm like, you know, excuse me, but my life was just wrecked. <laughs> I would take just a, sl- just a scotch of, of empathy here. Um, but it was, it was solid advice. Not even advice. It was a solid statement Mm. that I have reflected upon for a long time. So in my feedback, there are solid statements that I will be reflecting upon for quite some time. And so if you, as a listener, were part of my feedback, thank you. Tried to thank each of you individually, but I also want to thank you as a collective. And for those listeners who are curious about it, I, I would encourage you to I mean, it's, it could be even a dinner time conversation. What are three words that describe the way I showed up today? It could be a, a check-in for an, an employee and a manager. Yeah. What are three words that describe the way that my energy has affected you this week? It's going to become much more important for me to reconnect with the voices that matter. Yeah, that's good. 
That's Thanks great. for being one of those. And in this space, of course. all the time. Yeah, we we give feedback to each other right here. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we, we really try to encourage people to go out and mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And, you know, when I share with people, I have a podcast, they're like, seriously? I'm like, I know, mate. that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think too, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's great. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, I feel like we, we've had a few recent episodes about feedback, but I think that this is really helpful to to hear really practically a breakdown of you going through this formal process and the fruit that it's brought into your life and then how we can just be better about incorporating that kind of feedback or seeing dialogues that we do have in as feedback or incorporating questions you know, it doesn't have to be a formal process like 360, right? But just like you said, asking those sorts of questions around the dinner table or in conversation or with your manager or people that you manage, um, incorporating those sorts of, of intentional questions in order to receive some feedback um, mm-hmm. is always helpful to get a clearer image of, of who we are and how we show up in the world. So I love that. Awesome. Well, I will wrap us up today. Before we do that, if you made it to this part of the episode, I do want to give a little bit of a foreshadow of a future cast. Um, Our next episode next month, we will have a special guest. So excited. So to be sure you tune in uh, to that episode when it drops. Uh, we're super excited to have um, uh, a guest joining us for some even uh, some great meaningful conversation. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 102 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share the responses to the questions that we pose, the best way to do that is by giving us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.